Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, Northern Unfest 23, April 14th and 15th. If you have not had a chance to get your tickets, please head over to northernunrest.com or tickets-scotland.com. Grab yours before it's too late. Also, coming out on December 30th, 2022, Not One Truth and Beskar split it's going to be amazing if you think back to that episode that i did with colin from not one truth we had talked about it and i'm happy that it's finally around the corner i love beskar i love not one truth and i'm looking forward for all of you to finally being able to check that out also statement of pride just put out out of the ashes on young blood records Please support Statement of Pride, one of my favorite hardcore bands going on today. FYA Fest is next weekend. Please, everyone, get there safe, have fun, and enjoy that weekend. Tons of amazing bands. Shout out Bob. Shout out his whole team. If you have not listened to the latest episode of From Within Records podcast, they break down the fest. Lennon is the guest for that episode and i highly suggest you check that out if you're not subscribed please boot up your apple podcast your spotify and click that subscribe button you can thank me later also if you're not following from within records on social media please boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news and if you're looking for high quality merch for your band for your business please hit up my friends over at good fortune printing you can follow them on instagram at good fortune printing or you can email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com you can thank me later on today's episode we track down our good friend ron hill he does a lot for the buffalo hardcore scene and i just wanted to tap in see how he's doing he just started a new hardcore band which i was very interested excuse me interested in hearing about and if you're not familiar I highly suggest you hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever, and go look up Fatal Visions out of Buffalo, New York. They're an awesome band. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them do more in the future. But for now, you can go stream their demo 2022, five awesome tracks. Ron also plays in another band called Final Declaration. Amazing band. I enjoy both their records, and I was happy to hear that they're doing well. I'm looking forward to seeing them do more as well. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Bron Hill to the show. podcast ron hill how's it going oh glad to be back 
this is this is awesome because I I feel like uh, I, I like to schedule you at, at the end of the year. So now that we're here in the final month of the year, I was like, all right, I got to tap back in with Ron. I know he's got a new band. I'm curious to hear about it, and I just want to you know see what you're up to, see how life's treating you. Well, I mean, you know, holiday season now, and pretty busy with uh, you know getting some hours in, um, but you know it's. Tis the season, right? So always got to make time for my boy. Okay. I definitely appreciate that. Um, but you're in a newer band. We'll uh, you know get an update on Final Declaration soon, but you're in a newer band called Fatal Visions. Uh, can you talk about how that band came together and who's in that band with you? Yeah. So um, Fatal Visions is kind of uh, a, like a younger band from Buffalo. Um, it's basically comprised of people who haven't really been in a hardcore band before. Uh, Rob, who plays drums, uh, fills in for Spaced every now and again. But oh, great band. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but other than that, like uh, Eli, the real founding member, um, Ethan and Tom, who is Rob's twin brother, uh, they all like none of them have actually been in a hardcore band before. Mm-hmm. And I've never like sang for a band before. So it was uh, it was a good opportunity uh, just to kind of put everybody in like an uncomfortable situation and see how fast we can make ourselves comfortable. So um, it, there was a couple of different um, people with their hats in the ring to, you know, uh, take the helm of singing for the band. And um, you know how that goes when it's your first band, you know, you're trying to anything out and uh, reaching out to anybody that'll, be a part of it and uh fortunate enough uh the buck kind of stopped with me and i was like i'm i'm taking this opportunity because it's something i've always wanted to do but i've always been one of those more fundamental pieces of the band like on drums or on bass that you know uh it wasn't it wasn't me to be uh in the front of it all so uh to have this opportunity was it it was great it was uh so far it's, it's been awesome we've only played a couple of shows so it's uh still in the early stages and um uh, potentially gonna have to take a a brief pause uh with some life developments i got going on um but we're planning to come out swinging even harder than we came in so that's awesome it, it's always cool to hear about the new young blood especially um and your scene it's cool to be able to meet younger kids who want to uh, contribute more to the scene instead of just uh, you know paying their ticket or buying merch which is cool but for people who want to get more involved i i think it's awesome especially when the the youth is involved because uh, th- that's going to be the future right because we're not going to be here forever so it's always nice to be able to line up the younger generation and help put them on uh, and just kind of guide them and let them find their own way, you know, l- let them create the type of music that they want if that's what they want to do. So for you to have been able to stumble upon some uh, younger kids uh, and be able to put out a, a new project, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Rob is and Tom are the same age, if not older than me. Mm-hmm. But just like in terms of like time that they've had involved with the hardcore scene, you know, it. um they're, they got involved relatively the same time that Eli and Ethan did. So it's just kind of like that that type of youth. Because that's what hardcore is all about is, uh, you know, keeping up with that spirit. And 
these guys are, you know, they're in it for the right reasons. And that's something that uh, can get lost pretty easy, especially when early on. And, you know, um, it's easy to get a big head, but, uh, you know, we're, we're mostly in it to just have fun. We're goofing around practicing and, uh, you know, trying to write some new tunes and stuff. And, you know, there's just, they're my boys. What can I say? And I'm curious, I'm trying to remember when you guys were recording the, the the demo, was there some sort of crazy time crunch or I remember saying, seeing if you could do something in like 24 hours. Yeah. So, um, Rob was, uh, filling in for spaced on that European run that they did with uh comeback kid. Okay. And, uh, we initially were trying to get everything on like the drum front completed before he left. And that just proved to be too much of a crunch. Um, so then when he came back, we were just trying to figure out like a day or a time for us all to get together. Uh, and we ended up going to Rob's uh, one of the practice spaces he has with uh, John Vaughn, the bassist of space. And, you know, it was, it was just truly just like a, like a first person, like a first time experience for just about everybody in the room. Like nobody had really recorded music in that environment before. Uh, I never tracked vocals for a full demo. Um, and uh, John had never like tracked the band fully before. We're all just trying new stuff. And I think it kind of shows in the demo. It's a little rough around the edges, but I think it has a certain charm. Um lets you know it's raw and it's real you know what's there is what's there and you know some moments may not be as pretty but the moments that shine you know it's it's just raw us you know it's there's there's no studio magic because you know there's not too much you can do when you're recording drums with two mics and uh you know there's no click track and all, all this other stuff that is just like kind of uh necessary for a more professional setting so uh, it, it was fun and I, I wouldn't change anything about the way that we, we did it. Uh, but I definitely think that, uh, there's something, uh, to look forward to in the future with a more cleaner production, uh, with some newer songs. And I'm happy that you clear that up about who recorded the demo because I saw the name on the band camp and I'm like, huh, John Vaughn at Overwinter Studios. Why does that sound so familiar? Can it really be the same John Vaughn who works at over winter coffee and i was just like huh i gotta bring this up but i'm, I'm happy that you clear that up because that, that is really interesting I, I i love john uh everybody go listen to post prom one of my favorite bands um but to, to to know that he did that i i think i like the demo even more now just knowing that it was actually him who had a hand in it oh oh yeah for sure we i mean he's he's just such a fun guy and i honestly i didn't know him too well personally uh at the time of uh, us getting together to record. So it was just a great experience being in the room with him. You know, we, we, we did it over the course of a couple of days. We wanted it to be uh, mixed and ready to be put out for uh, the, we played a show with Wildside in Buffalo. It was Wildside Combust Exhibition um, and uh, Friction. Um, and it was, uh, it was a great show. Everything came out well. and. You know, I, I know some people have their complaints about the sound quality, but, you know, it's it's not all polish. Sometimes you got to be rough. So, uh, yeah. 
and also look forward to what's next yeah because at at the end of the day it's a hardcore demo right this isn't like your debut lp or whatever it's it's, it's just the demo i I feel like it's good to find your footing and especially for uh, all of you to have your first go at, at a lot of things i think it's cool and I'm sure there's a lot of lessons learned. So yeah, the the, the next time around, I'm sure um, it'll be a, a, a way different product. Yeah, and it, it there's already plans in the pipeline, and uh, you know expectations set. So well, um, I think that it'll it'll definitely be a step up, and uh, you know it's it was these guys is like first time putting together hardcore songs because they already had the entire demo aside from the intro mm-hmm. uh, written before I had even heard any like gotten into the picture. So um, like I- I've been getting together with Eli. He was the main songwriter writer for the, uh, for the demo. And I, uh, you know, have just kind of been trying to put my own little flair in there with just my experience with, some of my former projects and current projects, you know, just bring my experience in so we can have more of a well-rounded song. Cause he felt the demo might've fallen short in terms of structure, but I think, I think it's definitely there. For sure. And being a frontman for the first time, uh, how comfortable were you hitting the studio and how comfortable were you playing that first show? Uh, I mean, the studio was, Definitely. Um, <laughs> so Eli, with it being when you're in your first band, you have, I think, this like mentality, because I, I remember being this way when we recorded the Selective Regression demo of just like you have it in your head how you want it to sound and you're not going to compromise on it. Um, no matter what the person who's recording it or the other band members are, are saying, uh, because you had this mentality of like, this is it, this is how it should be. Uh-huh. And um, he, Eli gave me pretty uh, solid, um, you know, creative freedom when it came to the lyrics and like my vocal presentation. But when we are just crammed in this room that's full of equipment and like people are sitting on lawn chairs, like while I'm standing there recording into just like, a USB mic um, and it's quiet. He can't hear what I'm hearing through the headphones. So it's like, there's no context. And I just let out kind of one of these more um, higher pitched yells, which I've never done recorded before for a band. Uh, he, as soon as the take was done, he was like, okay, I just really don't like that. You did that. Can we not do that? And I was like, well, you, you didn't hear what I'm, what I'm going to do. Cause it's like, it's part of almost like creating uh like um like a vocal resonance like multiple layers when you're screaming a certain way and the notes are hitting a certain way like it just layers so smooth um and i just it's something i've always wanted to experiment with so i was like just let me do let me do some work here for a second and it was a lot of push and pull but uh you know at, at the end of the day uh i kind of got my way on it but i also you know uh there's multiple uh, takes that I took where I was like, okay, I'll do it your way. We'll do it my way. We'll listen to it back and forth. Cause that's really what makes like a band kind of last, you know? And I wanted to embed that. Like, I'm not just going to stomp over your ideas, Mm -hmm. but we're going to 
go down both paths and we're going to choose which one fits better for the whole. And like with this being everybody's first band, uh, I just, I wanted to set, you know, the example straight of like, I'm not stopping on you. I'm working with you. So um, yeah, it was definitely a, a different experience. Cause like usually with um, other bands that I've done, when we're in the studio, um, you know, like some, some of my uh, more involved bands like Selective Progression or Final Declaration, uh, it's people like uh, Julie, that was her, her first time in the studio doing any type of vocal work. And that was Evan's first time as well. And trying to help them with the words that they've like written down, uh, figure out patterns and uh, rhythms and lengths of, of yells and stuff it's a lot of work and like I was just kind of viewing it from like a percussive standpoint um but just being able to go in there and just do it myself instead of like kind of explaining it to somebody uh definitely was a lot smoother hell yeah that's hey sorry for the clap right there I do have a pretty far out there parlay in the bills game and one leg just hit so that's uh, for any insider uh, people here who are Bills Mafia like me. Stefan Diggs just got a touchdown. So, okay. Well, now that you mention it, um, uh, we'll put a pause on the um, music talk real quick. Can you tell us your parlay just in case it does hit while we're here? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, everybody needs a little extra cash for uh, the holidays, and we will see how well this uh, this plays out later on. Um, but they had a uh, they had a promotion on FanDuel where uh, you would get reimbursed if you bet five dollars, but it had to be at least a three leg parlay. Uh-huh. Uh, so I did a four leg because I wanted the odds to be up there. Because like if I'm just gonna get the five bucks back, like let's go for a hail mary. So it's nothing crazy, honestly. Um, the thing that I needed to hit the most just hit. So I have Stefan Diggs getting a touchdown. The match being under 43 and a half points against the Patriots. Patriots coming within four and a half points, but the Bills still winning money line. So all of that has to happen, and I'll win 140 bucks. Okay. Yeah. You know, some extra holiday cash. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing I would have lost is, uh, you know, five bucks. So, yeah, um, it's just like a cup of coffee. So, not, yeah. not too risky. But and I'm not even really losing the five bucks because they'll reimburse me if it loses. So it's mm. like it's a win. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I there was a, a couple of weeks this year where I got really involved in sports betting, and it got to the point where it's almost putting a strain on my relationship. And I was like, I'm not trying to become uh, Howie from Uncut Gems, you know, like mm-hmm. sending my entire life down the drain for the rush. But uh, when I found myself watching, uh, you know, the Jags versus the Giants, just for as part of a parlay, I was like, okay, this is an issue. I can't do this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's enough, uh, uh, sports talk for, I guess, for some of our <laughs> non-sports fans here at the Jamie York podcast, but yeah, it's, I, I love the bills. It's, it's a new, it, I hated football for a long time because of, uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots just stomping out the AFC East for basically 20 years, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the bills found their guy and it's a competitive uh division once again so it's entertaining to watch but uh very stress inducing for sure 
No, I, I feel you. I'm a fan of uh, the NFL. I'm a 49ers fan. So we've been on uh, just, you know, our ups and downs. Um, but that's why it's always great whenever we make it to the top. We, uh, you know, we've won those Super Bowls in the past. We've gotten pretty close. And, and you know, the more recent years and this year, we have a really decent squad. So um, just hopefully yeah. we can keep it together. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it's fun to be able to experience the highs and the lows because, when you're, you know, there, bummed out that uh, you had a shitty season, you didn't even make it to the playoffs. Um, but for those moments when you get those W's and you get to ride high on, on those great achievements, it, it's totally worth it. So it's cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's such a like Buffalo is a city that really depends on the Bills, not even like to play good, but just to be there. And they've had this like committed fan base basically since the team started and uh you know like we just had that crazy snowstorm here in buffalo it was you know all the football players were basically stuck in their house because orchard park where the bills play uh literally was six feet under snow and they had these long long yards that you know you can't get out of so people from the community actually came to dig them out and make sure they got to the game and then they also drove to the moved game to Detroit. So it just it just embodies like the city of Buffalo spirit, which I think is uh, like the city of good neighbors. I say that for a reason. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think the 49ers do have a good shot this year. The NFC has kind of been pretty rough uh, to say the least for the last couple of years. So any team that kind of, comes out with a positive record has a good shot of making it deep so uh it'll be exciting to watch that too yeah <clears throat> yeah i'm stoked and, and it, honestly it's cool to hear you talk about the bills because uh, i'm a huge fan of mma and i follow this reporter his name's ariel hawani and he's a bills fan so he you I, I was like probably about a month ago at this point he talked about how he t- took his kids to Orchard Park for the first time and talked about like how cool of an experience it was. And they got to see like all the tailgating and driving through the, the neighborhood. Uh, so it's, it's really awesome to hear um, someone like you, who's my friend, um, you know, also talk about it with such passion. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, there's definitely people in the city who have lived it longer and lived it harder than I have, but it's just like, you get so swept up in it. It's, it's, uh, it's easy. It's easy uh, to, you know, almost feel like you're in a community so awesome okay and <clears throat> fatal visions uh you know like the demo i, I hope uh, you know things continue um and you, you did mention that you're gonna have to be taking a break because of life stuff are you okay to talk about it or you want to just move on no yeah it's it's nothing it's nothing bad uh, my partner and i were expecting our first child um will be born in february 15th and you know this is Circling back to the Bills, there's a high likelihood if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl February 12th, you know, it's only three days away, there's a high chance we could be in labor while the Bills are in the Super Bowl. And it's something that has been hanging over my head since we found out the due date. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so That'd be uh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we're very excited. Uh, we're actually uh, currently planning for our baby shower and getting our registry and everything set up. We actually, her parents painted the baby's room today while I was at work, which was really super nice of them. Uh, and, you know, we're just, 
we're ready for it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm almost anxious. Like, I, don't, I just feel, you know, when you were a kid and like your parents got you like tickets for a concert and it was just like, you couldn't wait for this thing to come, like just to be there, be in the room. Uh, and then like, just get the show on the road. That's the feeling I've had since I found out. And I actually wrote a, a fatal vision song about the day I found out. Uh, it's the second song in the demo worldview. It's just, I don't know, just completely changed my perspective on what the rest of my life would entail, you know, cause I didn't have the best uh, connection with my father growing up. And uh, you know, I had, I had a stepdad and, you know, he, he, definitely was there for me in more ways than my, uh, you know, biological father wasn't, but, um, you know, it just, it felt like I didn't have that connection. And now I have this chance to, uh, kind of dig back into it and like another shot to go for what I've been longing for. So I'm excited. I'm really excited damn ron's growing up uh, i know you're on this podcast a couple of years ago you're just this uh awesome hardcore dude now you're about to be a father congratulations yeah. thank you so much yeah i'm a diehard bills fan who bets money and uh is about to have a kid you would not you couldn't convince me that this is where i'd end up uh back when we met in 20 what was that 2019 three years ago yeah um okay so i'm not a dad and you're about to be a dad uh, how are you preparing are you like watching youtube videos are you reading books or how, like how do you learn to become a dad i'm just curious so yeah uh, it's it's pretty daunting um there's a lot of stuff like small stuff that like you should know but like the only way to know is like to go through it it's super it's it's strange and you know uh your partner's not going through it alone, you know, if you're being the proper support system. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of like hunkering down and getting ready. And uh, we're not, we're opting to not go through with a hospital and we're trying to do like a mid, a midpoint of like a, like a birthing center, kind of almost similar to what Catherine Heigl wanted in Knocked Up, where it's just like, you're in this room. It's like the picture perfect birth. That's what we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really dependent on me as a partner to be a support system, because, you know, if you're in the hospital, you have the doctors, you have, uh, you know, they have a midwife on staff. Like we're, we're figuring out a lot of stuff for our own. Uh, and, you know, we have a great doula, um, but, you know, like we're taking classes every other week. Uh, I, I do have a book. I, I'm pretty behind on it, but I, I can, I can catch up. I can catch up. Uh, and, you know, just like, just trying to figure out how to do the thing, you know, like setting up this year for the holidays is super emotional because, you know, next, this time next year, we'll be doing it with our child. And mm -hmm. uh, like the holidays was like kind of one of the one time a year really where it was like really exciting to be at home and, be surrounded by my family and uh i just i'm excited to feel that again 100 yeah and being a, a kid and just loving the fact that i didn't have to go to school i, I could sleep mm -hmm. in everybody's home the family you know from uh growing up my family uh generally lived like not too far from each other so it's not like you know anybody was flying in or anything but just to have everybody under one roof it was always uh you know 
really awesome times. I, I, I'm one of the people that love the holidays. So I, I love Christmas. I'm, I always, uh, go, go back home. I'm like just two hours from where I grew up. So not too far, but it's always nice to be able to go home and uh, see my family and just hang out and, and get to uh, just be around them. Cause these days when I'm older, um, I like to appreciate just spending time with uh, everybody. Cause a, a, as a kid, I was always just like, I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go to a show, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now that we're all getting older, it's just like, wow, I never really appreciated like seeing my parents every day. So the fact that I only see them a couple times a year now, it's just like, I, I try to make those moments count. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's just really what's important. And um, like this time of year, like my favorite holiday, even though I'm Native American is Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, if you throw away the connotations of how it was created and based on a lie, uh, it at its core, it, it means well. You know, it's kind of like that weirdly racist uncle that just makes an off color joke, but he's just trying to tell you to be careful. Like the sentiment is there, but it's just the delivery is not 100 percent. So um, <laughs> I I just love being around you know, people I care for and knowing that they care for me and we're just sharing this moment, we're sharing this meal and uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite. So, and also it, like, I just kind of have this theory that like, like I like Christmas Eve more than Christmas day because the anticipation of it is usually better than the reality of like the day. Cause you open your gifts and then you sit around for seven hours and then you go eat dinner. And then it's just like this week of a void until New Year, New Year's Day. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. but Christmas Eve, you're hyped for it. You're like, I'm ready. I want it, you know? And I think Thanksgiving is kind of that for me now where it's just like, okay, Black Friday. I, I don't listen to any Christmas music until Black Friday. No decorations are up and out until Black Friday. But after Black Friday, it's it's all that's going on. Okay. And I'm, I'm curious about, um, you know, since you're such a fan of Thanksgiving, uh, did you cook this year or did you travel to a family member's house to, to have um, your dinner or lunch? Yeah. So um, this year, uh, well, I, I've been vegan for uh, going on five years now. My partner is also vegan mm-hmm. and we always for, you know, family parties and stuff have to bring our own food. And, you know, Thanksgiving is no exceptions. Like they, they try their best. Like they had it so that most of the sides were vegan. Like uh, they roasted a lot of vegetables and stuff. But, you know, we have to bring kind of our own tofurkey loaf and, and things like that. So um, we woke up. I watched the the Thanksgiving Day Parade until uh, some weird group sang Sweet Caroline. And I just turned it off and went into the kitchen and just started cooking. Uh, had the Bills game on. We played the Lions that day and uh, packed it all up and drove, ate dinner with everybody. And we played some games and, uh, you know, pulled uh, names out of the hat for Secret Santa. The family's getting a little big. Mm-hmm. We visit, we go to Brittany's family uh, for holidays and stuff like that. Uh, my, my family's not quite as big. And, um, you know, my, it's not that they don't want to be involved, but it's just they, uh, I don't, I don't know what the energy is really, but, uh, I I'm, I'm usually at my, uh, my partner's families for holidays and, uh, instead of everybody buying one gift for everyone, we're just doing like a secret Santa and a white elephant, which is kind of like dirty Santa or naughty Santa mm-hmm. where it's like that, uh, that episode of the office 
<laughs> you know, I, I know what a white elephant is. Um, it's, it's, uh, it can be pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. I, I remember the last time I did it was when I was living in a house with uh, some some friends and it was pretty funny because as you're saying white elephant i'm thinking back to that night and how funny it was so yeah it's it's so much fun I'm, I'm actually doing we're uh we're part of three white elephant parties this year so uh i'm i'm excited for it. the i work at a pharmacy with uh our good friend donnie arthur from space good old donnie uh, yeah his his family they they own and run a pharmacy in tonawanda in new york and uh they always throw this baller Christmas party at this bar uh, near the pharmacy. And um, they always do a white elephant and it's like 50 deep. Like everybody brings a gift and we're there for like a couple hours. I was gonna say, yeah, 50 people. That's a long ass white elephant. Yeah, and like if there's like a gift that everybody wants, like last year it was this Bill's blanket. Everybody wanted it so bad. It literally probably hit every person's table at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. So I, I'm really looking forward to that and just kind of creating our own traditions and and uh, you know a very topical podcast. If you're listening to this for some reason in July, I'm really sorry because I I know I get mad when I see anything Christmas related outside of the holiday season. Uh, but right now it's 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 bills and Christmas for me right now. So. <laughs> and you, you mentioned working with Donnie. Um, am I mistaken? Did, did I see you in some sort of kitchen um, not too long ago? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, this, uh, this is more of a story for off air. I was working at uh, okay. Strong Hearts in Buffalo, but uh, it just wasn't for me. You know, the kitchen is uh, it's not quite like the bear, the show on FX, but it's not that far off either. You know, there's there's a reason why I feel so based in reality. So. Yeah, I still recommend it if you're in town and you want a vegan eat and you like the one in Syracuse. Um, but there's also Sunshine Vegan Eats. There's a couple different restaurants uh, uh, that you could check out as well. Um, so, yeah, it just, yeah. But I I was working at the pharmacy before. I was a, uh, you know, swabber for COVID and just kind of worked my way into learning more positions there and, you know, just kind of being part of the team. So. That's yeah, that's awesome. Super, super thankful for Donnie. He's honestly so, like such a great friend, like uh, and uh, like resource for so many things with like really asking for little in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, he's just he's just an all around great person. So shout out Donnie for listening. Yeah, I I, I love Donnie. Whenever uh, we we speak, it's always a good conversation. So I, I definitely appreciate him as a friend, and I always support. The bands that he's in and hope the best for them um donnie actually wanted me to uh i'm not sure if this is correct or not he was under the impression it was your birthday recently uh, it was yesterday yeah he wanted me to wish you a bl- happy belated birthday yeah. and i'm sharing that sentiment with you as well thank you i i, I definitely appreciate that it uh, means a lot so uh, thank you for that thank you donnie um Curious, uh, you used to uh, travel to Canada for vegan French fries. Is, is that still a thing? I did that. Um, we so we, when we found out we were pregnant, we were living in kind of a smaller apartment in Kenmore, which mm-hmm. is just like a suburb of Buffalo, and we just needed something with more space. So we we are now in a single family home in the west side of Buffalo, um, and we just needed more furniture for it because. There's just some amenities that like just couldn't be carried over from our old apartment. And uh, we went to Ikea just to get some uh, like 
some dressers and things because weirdly this place has no closets interesting yeah none of the rooms have closets in them so we had to kind of like get these weird like dressers that also have like hangers like a hanger pull on them mm-hmm. uh and then you know we had to build them but like the focal point of the trip was okay we have to go get mcdonald's french fries and we um we, we were in hamilton the ikea there uh which is like an hour outside of toronto uh and they there's this awesome vegan spot there called the hardy hooligan and we had to try that so yeah i mean uh final deck uh next month is playing uh toronto and um my my partner asked me if she could come along just so we can stop at mcdonald's <laughs> that's awesome uh, They're vegan up there yeah, I I would like to try that one day. I I have yet to make it to to Canada, but I'm hoping at some point in my life I can get to Canada and try all their awesome food. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it, you know, being so close, like growing up in the falls, I literally was like five minutes away from the border, and now uh, living on the west side of Buffalo, like the Peace Bridge is like, I literally pass it to go to work. So, uh, it's it's so cool just to have that there. And that scene uh, is insane. Fatal Visions, we played Hamilton uh, with the exhibition uh, at the beginning of this month. Oh, sorry, last month, beginning of November. And it was like, it was surreal. Like it was the second show Fatal Visions had ever played. And like people know the words and are grabbing the mic. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of movement. And it's just like the energy in the room was there. Like everybody wanted to be there to not show out for their city, but just to kind of, you know, be a part of hardcore, which is just like, I feel like something that's really missing in a lot of cities nowadays and they're, they're doing it right up there. So steel city, hardcore, uh, those, those dudes are killing it. Yeah. It shows that they're hungry for it. Cause I always, uh, think that those border towns should have a stronger connection with Canada just because it's not that far and it's so accessible because obviously you want to strengthen your own scene, but to be able to build relationships with the neighboring scenes, I always feel like that's like an important thing that people should focus on. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, we final deck, we played uh, hold your ground. We were supposed to play, uh, they had like a, a still city uh, swap meet in uh, Hamilton uh, but we had a drop because of the snowstorm. We just, it was impossible for me to get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, like, I'm, I'm sure Evan is still mad at me to this day that, like, I couldn't, like, it, it, it wasn't that, like, I was able to shovel out my uh, front yard and everything, but, like, I couldn't open up my trunk to get my gear out. So we could, like, it wasn't even like we were able to even, uh, like, use a different car it was it was it was terrible uh the city infrastructure here is just awful with the plowing and getting rid of the snow so um yeah like it like i had to call off work for four days you know like i and i i don't like doing that so um but we want to get back up to canada as soon as possible uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have we have one thing in the pipeline uh before my due date so I'm sure that'll get announced soon, but we're, uh, yeah, if, if for some reason you're on the East coast, Northeast and you see a good show that still has like tickets available or is like doors only type of deal in Toronto or Hamilton, uh, I 
I can't recommend enough, uh, but to go, it's the, the energy's on, like, there's not really too many, uh, like I said earlier, like people with big heads, it's just, it's a great room to be in. Yeah. And I'm curious, uh, what was your experience like at hold your ground? Cause th- th- that lineup was awesome. I mean, we were super fortunate to be on the lineup. I mean, our, our good friend Kyle from Cohesion, uh, he booked the show. and We played the uh, – they did Toy for Tots. It was the first hardcore, sh- hardcore show back in Canada. Um, and uh, I, I remember talking to you ab- about this, I- I'm pretty sure, um, where it was just – everybody was there just because it was the first show back, and everybody was excited to the nines about it. And, um, you know, the energy we brought that night afterwards, he was like, yo, uh, we're putting on this fest in September. Uh, we didn't even have info on who was playing it yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, sometimes when you get in a fest that's in like a really big room and like, I think they might have still had some, uh, requirements with like COVID and stuff Mm -hmm. for uh, the room or like, you know, the occupancy had to be a certain level. It was sold out, but it, it was still a huge room. Um, you get this kind of crazy horseshoe, but it was still filled with people moving side to side. And there were a couple of pylon moments. And, uh, and it was just a really fun weekend. It was just all really great bands. All the local bands were good. Um, yeah, I, and everybody was just there having fun. Uh, it was space was up there with us. So it was, we were all just chilling, uh, and, you know, going our own way. Um, yeah, it was, it was just sick. I, uh, fest can be tricky. Sometimes it can kind of feel too much like, a not necessarily like a, like a cool guy club or anything like that, but you know, there's like an, there's like an energy, like it's almost like a, like an exchange, like that, like a, like a, like a meeting, you know what I mean? Like it, uh-huh. it, it, when you're in a band, like you're, you're, you're trying to act almost like professional, just like kind of takes away from like the grit of hardcore. Uh, but that wasn't in that room at all. It was just people there to have fun. That's always great. Yeah. I love uh, traveling out to the, the, the East coast. Cause I don't get to see a lot of people as uh, you know, frequently as I do all, all my friends out here on the West coast. So it's always nice to be able to, travel out east and you know sometimes i'm present because i'm like doing stuff with the podcast or whatever but um those moments when i get to just kind of be free and get to mingle and just uh, just kind of savor those moments where i get to you know just have these conversations with uh, people that i mainly talk to through text or just on the internet because we live so far away so that's like my favorite thing about going to fest and sometimes yeah the um, weird egos can be there which is you know whatever that's like um, you know, sometimes to be expected at uh, certain fests, but I just try not to let that uh, bother me because um, I know I'm there to just have a good time. Whether oh, I, yeah. I, whenever I, if I run into people with egos, that's cool. I'll just, you know, um, just cool. And that now I have the knowledge that, uh, you know, that that's kind of whack and I don't really want to interact with people like that. But it, those moments when I get to see my friends who I, I don't get to see that often, those are the uh, moments that I'm like, okay, this is why I flew across the country, uh, you know, is for like moments like this. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I remember when we first met in person, it was at Still Won't Break. And I feel like there wasn't too much of that energy in that room at all. It wasn't like, especially for day two, it was it was it was a huge moment to be in that room. 
Um, and I'm kind of liking it to how I felt when I was at uh, Hold Your Ground. It was just, you know, the, the people that were there were were there with a passion and uh, it was still a really full out room. So uh, I know that they have some big plans in the works. I don't know exactly what the plans are, but uh, they are doing a second one. So I'm, in, I'm excited to see how, how the lineup looks. Yes. Um, that that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that they're continuing to, to do that fast because to, to bring that many bands from the States to Canada is awesome. Right. I, I thought it was cool that so many bands were down to, to, to travel across the border and play a fest like that. And, and just the exposure, um, cause like, I know that there's people who traveled in from the States, but you gotta think about just the exposure to that. The, all the local kids got to the bands from the States. I, I hope, uh, you know, someone got inspired and wanted to start a band or start a new band just um, because they went to that fest. Yeah. I, I mean, and it, it wasn't uh, like with, with the magnitude of, uh, the lineup that w- was announced, like there wasn't, uh, this like cool guy mentality amongst any of the people in the band, like, or any of the bands, I should say. Uh Um, It it was just, it was just a really chill weekend. Like everybody was just, was just there to have fun. And like, you could tell that like a lot of the bands, like uh, were were just kind of jazzed to play like an international gig like that. Um, And not really have to travel that far, except for, you know, like tsunami and ingrown, um, and uh, there's another band from uh, the Seattle area that was really awesome. I'm forgetting their name, but uh, uh, they were super sick. Um, yeah, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of is surreal. It, it is a different world out there, you know, like it's so many things are kind of like upside down as opposed to what it's like in the States, but not in like a bad way, but it's just like a different way. Like, uh, I don't know, it's just like everything has like French labeling on it and it just it just makes for a super weird scenario. <laughs> yeah, my, my my dream is to travel up there and then cross paths with uh, GSP. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. Man. My probably my uh, favorite French Canadian person ever. <laughs> but okay, uh, well, final declaration. Obviously, um, you did mention uh, you're having a baby. Uh, yeah. But as, as far as the final declaration, you'd mentioned you have one more thing coming out that, uh, or excuse me, one more show coming that um, is yet to be announced. But as far as anything past that, can you even start to begin to try to make plans for next year? Or are you just waiting till you have like the baby and everything it kind of settles and you're, uh, you know, way more comfortable being a dad and having to, uh, you know, take care of a, a human being? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's just tough, you know, navigating that that portion of your life, you know, it's because uh, I don't know what to expect. I don't know how overwhelmed they may feel. I don't know how easy it might end up being for me. Um, so I'm just I'm ready for whatever comes my way. But I also want to prepare these people that, I, you know, are basically on my team like, hey, uh, if anything comes our way in terms of an offer or like uh, like a great opportunity, you know, try and see if there's a way you can kind of not, not necessarily, you know, count me out, but just like, you know, have a backup for me in case, you know, I, I can't handle it. Um, and it's something that, that they understand. And, you know, I'm still a very vital piece of the band and uh, we're, 
we are working on uh, you know some new music but you know like donnie's very busy with spaced everybody in the band works full-time jobs um and really can't do more commit to more than just a weekend so uh you know who who's we won't really know uh i the idea behind final declaration honestly wasn't meant to last very long anyways right so we recorded that first lp without telling anybody we were even a band Mm -hmm. uh putting it out and just seeing how far we can go in a year just you know playing gigs just getting out there because we were all kind of getting older and evan had never been in a band and we just wanted to do this uh just just to see and then we felt like we had some traction we're, we're making some headway then the pandemic kind of halts us dead in our tracks and you know some life plans that some members had had been altered and uh you know we got together and put together some work for lp number two which came out this year fight to survive uh you know evan and i were here talking to you about that uh back in february but uh you know we're just we're not trying to count ourselves out. We're not trying to, you know, commit to any plan. We just want to kind of keep doing what feels fun for us, which is just writing songs, you know, being together and, uh, you know, playing gigs as they come. Uh, and, you know, just taking it one day at a time, you know, we, we just did that run with uh, first day out now known as deal with it and uh, means of survival just a couple of shows in the northeast mm-hmm. they're really fun um and you know I, I would love to do that to do that again but you know with such a responsibility at home uh i just don't want to commit to that uh and you know leave my partner hanging or uh you know be absent from my child's life for anything so i I don't know. They, they know what to expect from me and uh, we're going to take it a day at a time. I was uh, talking to this guy. I, I don't know if I should name him publicly, but he was, uh, uh, we were talking about music. He plays in a band and he was like, man, I, I really want to get final declaration to, to Albany. And I was like, Oh, I was like, that, that sounds cool. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, uh, how far is um, Albany to Buff or from Buffalo? Uh, so, I mean, we did play Troy, mm-hmm. which is like pretty close to Albany. I would say it's like a half hour from Albany at the most. Um, we played there in like May of this year. Uh, it's like a four hour drive for us, but it's doable in, in one day uh, if the if the show would be right. And, um, you know, in, in timelines and things. So it's definitely on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll do anything really in the Northeast. Uh, you know, obviously one of the goals of the band was to kind of play out more, uh, not necessarily like following like a model or anything that was set by any other bands, but, you know, like trail of lies when they were popping, uh, pretty heavy, uh, you know, they would just do this weekend where they would go play the West coast for three days and come home, play Southeast, come home, you know, that type of vibe. We, we didn't want it to be like we're on the road for, us like a month block you know we we just wanted to you know kind of dip our toes and then come back home because you know we all had to go back to work so um and that's kind of the the harsh reality of it i mean hardcore really is like a like a a blue collar gig um 
when it, when it comes to working and balancing that out. So, um, you know, we're, we're open to it. We're open to it. When can we see spaced and final deck do a Buffalo takeover and you guys team up and go do a weekend somewhere, uh, some part of the States, a, a whole different region. Sorry, I mean, Donnie will have to do double duty, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, truthfully, we could do final deck spaced and fatal visions as like a, like a package and it would realistically be less than 10 people. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, but it's not something that we've, you know, put in the pipeline. I, I, there's, there's a few dynamics that I think would be really funny to see in a van. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, polar opposite people. I just, I can't think of more than Evan and, uh, Lex from space, <laughs> uh, just like to see them have a conversation for like two hours in the van would be just awesome. Uh, so I would love to do that. That would be, I love everybody in space. Obviously I'm friends with my bandmates and uh, fatal vision. So I think, I think it'd be really sick. I think it'd be cool. Uh, it's just, you know, everybody's schedules different and, you know, space is kind of in this area right now where they're on the brink of kind of being like a headlining attraction. Um, but I think they're, the next release for them, whatever they end up working on, I'm not sure what their plans are. I think that'll be like the focal point. Like this, it'll it'll be getting them to the next step. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, they, they really did kind of come out of nowhere from Buffalo, uh, you know, a bunch of kids in a different sect of, uh, of a scene uh, just coming together with, you know, uh, Donnie's hand in the mix and just really creating something special just because they, you know, it's something that they cared about. And I I think one thing that you can kind of get caught up in is like the length of time somebody's had in a scene or has had knowledge of the scene or how far back their Rolodex goes on their iPod. Like it doesn't, that doesn't matter. It's all about the spirit. So, uh, and I, I think space really holds that spirit well. True. I, I I completely agree. I'm a huge fan of that band, and I'm so happy to see the growth that they've had. You know, to, to see them go international, to see them sign with New Morality. Yeah, hundred percent. And to, to to see them sign with New Morality Zine, and just to uh, even in um, you know musically, uh, just to hear them progress and continue to, to write awesome music. I'm, I'm stoked for that band and I'm happy to see them putting in the work, right? Cause they're, they're always, I always feel like they're always on the road. I'm like, wait, what? You guys are going on tour again. This is crazy. Yeah, I know. Honestly, like kind of most of my livelihood uh, at my job depends on it. Cause like uh, a few members from space work at the pharmacy. And I kind of fill in for them at the job when they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the more they're on the road, the more cash I bring home. So, right, you know, Donnie, <laughs> Yeah. Donnie booked that full US. I need that money. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think if they really want to put the headway in, uh, it, it can get there. I mean, they're on that run right now with uh, Cancer Bats mm-hmm. and uh, War on Women. And I think, uh, you know, from what I can tell, the shows are going pretty good for them. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I'm wishing them nothing but the best. I, I think. They got what it takes. 
hundred percent. I I agree. I I always speak highly of that band. I'm uh, you know willing to uh, you know support them, go to bat for them. They've been uh, you know just as supportive of what I do. So it, it, it's awesome to have been able to um, talk to them, have the the majority of the band on on the podcast um, over the time that they've been active. So it's uh, really cool to see. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you and Lexi just go off on your K-pop. I, I hear you guys are both huge uh, concierges. Yeah, it, it, it's cool. Uh, she was uh, one of uh, the only people that I would talk to about K-pop because it was uh, the, the, this new thing that I got into. And it, I just didn't know who else was into it. So to, to be able to have her uh, you know, as a friend, but then find out that she's also into K-pop, it um, was really cool. So um, we send each other uh, you know, packages here and there, like K-pop stuff. Um, and if I can uh, uh, hook her up, because she just went to see um, this group called ATs, And at the time, it was hard to find like their light stick. Um, and they had it at, at my local shop. So I was like, yo, I was like, I was like I'll um, grab one for you so you can have it uh, for the show. Because she, she went to go see them, I think, in uh, New Jersey, like last week or something. I can't remember. But, but, but it's awesome. Yeah, don't mind uh, any background noise. Uh, my partner seems to be grabbing something from this box right next to me. So oh. if you're picking that up, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> no problems, uh, no issues. Yeah, um. I, I growing like when I was really young, I was really into, uh, and this probably should have been one of the first signs uh, that I, I was queer when I was younger. I was I was really into uh, the Backstreet Boys. Okay. Um, and um. I feel like I'm just not ready to get sucked into something like that. Like the boy band aspect of K-pop with uh, kind of some of the, the bigger groups. And um, I feel like it's just one of those things I really would enjoy, but I'm just holding out on myself because I, I just want to get wrapped into it. When I like something, I'm all in. Like I went and saw the new Bad Bad movie 10 times in theaters. Like I don't back down, you know? Yeah, no, I, I it, it's crazy that you mentioned like the Backstreet Boys because when we were growing up, right, uh, Backstreet Boys and Sync, like that type of music was so popular here in the states, and it just kind of became way less popular, right? I, I feel like the rise of rap, uh, like took over, and with uh, Machine Gun Kelly reviving guitar music, uh, we'll have him to thank for uh, bringing stuff like that back. Uh, just the spotlight for boy bands, it, it just wasn't as popular. And I just felt like there wasn't that much interest, but for uh, Korea to kind of be like, all right, cool. Like let's put out like these bands is like K-pop isn't that old, right? Where yeah. like, it's like four generations of groups. So it, it's literally not that old. Like even like the first crop of K-pop groups, they're uh, still, here uh still some are active it's awesome uh but uh it's cool to kind of get into that world and be like oh like like boy groups girl groups that kind of stuff it could still be popular to this day because because even like bts right legendary number one k-pop group of all time they're out here um reminding people that boy groups are can still be awesome and then even like blackpink they just uh finish their leg of like us uh, tour dates um they're about to head over to to london i think they're already there but for them to you know be on mtv 
performing at the music awards, winning those types of awards and getting that kind of attention. It, 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 it's cool to kind of see it come back around, um, but not, um, you know, uh, as an American product. Uh, it, it's just so interesting to me that, okay, the, this thing that got birthed in a whole nother country is so popular. Um, even here uh, amongst um, the U.S. citizens, like they love K-pop so much. And it's just like, wow, like this is reminding me when I was younger because uh, growing up and seeing Backstreet Boys on TRL in sync doing a concert on the Disney Channel, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and I, it's just honestly, it when I when I see some of like the previews of, of like press releases or snippets of music videos, it's just like it feels super nostalgic for me almost because it brings me back to the era, like you said, TRL. Or, you know, like Backstreet Boys, they did that con the concert for, I'm pretty sure it was CBS. I had my, my, made my grandma record it for me. And I was like, yo, I'm spinning that VHS back uh, left and right. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe next year is the, the year for K-Ron. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, that's, yeah, that's where the uh, appearance will come. All right. Well, uh, okay. See, th this is where it can be birthed. The Buffalo goes on tour, right? Fatal Visions final deck and spaced Lexi's right there. Open book. She'll, she'll, she'll put you on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's possible. <laughs> I mean, it, it's very, very possible. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I, I hope at some point I, I love, okay. Prime example, right? The tsunami just announced their full us tour. Mm -hmm. And for a, a leg of it, they're taking bands from their area, extinguish big boy, for uh, the first leg of that tour. And it's so awesome uh, for Tsunami, who's one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now. Um, obviously they love and represent where they come from. It's no secret, but for them to be able to take bands from their area out on the road, it's awesome. So I, I love when I see local scenes team up and actually put on for each other and help spread the awareness of not only their music, but uh, the scene that they represent. Yeah, 100 percent. And um, I, I feel like Tsunami is just a group that uh, understands the importance of uh, putting that spotlight on where you're from. Uh, like, I, I feel like with, you know, Gulch, Drain and Tsunami, that kind of like trio of huge bands uh, that spawn from basically this kind of a, a similar core of people. Um, uh, on the west side, I mean, I, I, I might be completely out, out of turn here. I don't know if I'm if I'm far off on that, but uh, you know, they're they're just they were building off of each other, and I think that's just like the fundamentals of just a successful scene. And uh, you know, like San Jose and LA are different spots, and they're still, uh, you know, kind of keeping it in, as like riding for each other. And you know, like drains huge. They 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 drain drew like six hundred people in Buffalo, New York, on a Tuesday night. Like that's insane. That's a lot like, of people. No, yeah, like no hardcore band right now that's active in Buffalo would be able to do that on their own. Um, uh, you know, and, and by active, I mean just like non-legendary bands. You know, like if like. Uh, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying, but it, it's it, it's just like the strength of that connection. You know, it it, it has a ripple effect, and people want to ride for it. People want, you know, 
to see that type of group succeed. So the fact that they're kind of bringing some of those bands in their area with them, uh, I'm kind of such like a huge moment because this is their first like full long tour. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's huge. Having that name on that flyer, uh, you know, getting these people to see them. And it's that that's what, you know, hardcore really is all about. 100%. I've told so many people from the Bay that what they're a part of what they're doing is legendary. And I don't use that term loosely, right? Um, I sincerely meant it to every single person that I told. And when you look at those, like the bands you mentioned, Gulch, even though they, they hung it up for what they accomplished in their time, not a lot of people could do what they did. And then even the active bands, Drain, Tsunami, Scowl, it's insane, but also really fucking cool that uh, they're able to, uh, you know, spread <laughs> their, uh, you know, their local scene to the world, always representing the Bay, uh, you know, up there in Northern California. It, it, it's awesome. And I, I love that they're such a good group of friends that they've been able to all grow so fast and in a large rate too, right? Cause if you look at the stuff, like the kind of shows that scowl is playing and even drain getting as big as they are. Like if you go and watch their set from outbreak, that video is fucking insane. Um, and even tsunami at sound and fury. It's so cool that three bands from the same area can get so big at the same time, but they can all still be such good friends and help still put on for each other to this day. Yeah. And, you know, I just, from an outside perspective, you know, just, I, I don't get any sense of like real ego. Like I, they, they know what they're doing. They're doing it for the right reasons. And, uh, you know, I only hope to carry that same attitude and energy in my own city, in my own scene, not so that I can duplicate what they're doing, but just so that I can, you know, put my own stamp into this world and like make sure the people that are surrounding me are also getting uh, brought with me. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just it truly is just what, you know, the basis of hardcore is about just not forgetting where you're from or, or your roots. 100 percent. And how's it been with Scott Vogel being back? I I, I love that Scott, uh, you know, moved back and uh, been super active, uh, especially with uh, his other bands. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he's got a new band broom with some of the younger people here in Buffalo. Um uh, bad blood. They just announced around flat spot. Uh, I haven't, uh, I'm not that much in the loop, so I, I haven't heard, uh, any of the tracks, but I know it's going to be killer. It's, uh, Nick, uh, and, um, it's basically violent way. So Nick, uh, Mason and Eric, and then, uh, Greg from exhibition, uh, and then Vogel. It's just a killer crew. It's just all, you know, uh, awesome people from Buffalo. So, um, yeah, I mean, Vogel honestly was the one that gave the name for Fatal Visions. We were really stuck on trying to find a name, and uh, he just like threw that to Eli as just like, hey, uh, this is just something I've had for a while, and I don't really think anybody's used it. It's it was like a it's like a true crime book that got turned into a uh, NBC like made for TV movie, and uh, you know, it's just, it's stuck immediately and we kind of ran away with it and even went to like the point of like making the, 
demo art, which was done by my great friend, uh, Gage Lanza. Uh, you got to check out uh, the X-Side record. Um, I saw them when they came through. They, they, they played the Sunday Drive, Numerality Zine Showcase out here. I was able to oh, okay. to yeah, catch them live. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. Oh, yeah. I, I was happy to, to be able to have seen it live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, the artwork is literally just like a book that was in Gage's library that he scanned and then made it into a J card. And I was like, dude, this is perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, the impact has ripple effects. Uh, you know, you, you, you have like something so huge like Vogel coming back and buried alive being kind of becoming active again and then taking out exhibition uh for a weekend with them we have this uh this crazy showcase in buffalo with snapcase headlining and it was all you know past present future bands so like exhibition smashing grab spaced and then you have uh against all hope uh cinder block and um uh, uh snapcase obviously headlining uh, and you know that that show, I I wasn't in attendance, uh, but uh, it looked to have really done a lot to kind of bridge the gap between some people in the scene, and you know it, that's also going to have a ripple effect. Uh, and you know it's just making things kind of smoother that sometimes take a, a little bit longer to. Uh, uh, unify in terms of like age gap sometimes there's a bit of an not necessarily like ego but just like a uh, expectation from somebody that's older uh and how you'll react to them and things like that like almost like a respect thing and i think that show really accelerated that kind of being broken down in buffalo uh so i'm, I'm really excited to see how that uh kind of plays out in in future shows yeah, it's awesome to be able to have a showcase like that because you got to think there might be a lot of people who weren't able to see a lot of those older bands. So for them to be able to go to a show and see all those generations of hardcore from your area, I, I think that's really special and something really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it sold out pretty quick. Um, and uh, I just I wasn't fortunate enough to grab tickets and I'm not going to hound anybody for, you know, guest list. So I, uh, you know, I wish I could have been there, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, with the success of it, uh, they, they might up the scales for, for next year if they do it again. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited, you know, uh, like Buried Alive exhibition this coming weekend or doing some shows in like the Midwest. Um uh, exhibitions on Triple B, uh, you know, um, uh, Stenzel from Smash and Grab. He's also expecting. So I think uh, they'll be slowing down for a little bit. But I, I know that they have some pretty good things in the pipeline. Uh, space on uh, New Morality Zine. Um, you know, just all, all these people that have, you know, kind of been in my atmosphere are doing great. And uh, in the spot that I'm in, in my own life, I'm uh, personally and within the scene, just like, I've never felt more comfortable in the city I live in. So I just, I, uh, I'm glad everybody's on the up. I'm, I'm glad everybody is kind of had these years of hard work or are paying off for these people. And, you know, I am happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with, you know, fatal visions demo. I'm fatal with the, uh, fine. I'm more than fine. I'm, I'm grateful for the, 
uh, two final deck LPs we're able to put out and whatever comes next is all just bonus on top of it. So uh, it's just a great time to be here. I'm so happy to have been able to have you back on the podcast and hear about so much positivity going on, not only for the Buffalo hardcore scene, but just your life in general. It's uh, always great to be able to have a friend like you to be able to you know tap in and uh, you know, just follow your journey. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, you being down to do the podcast and I hope uh, everything goes well with the baby next year, um, you know, early uh, 2023. I hope the bills do well. Um, but not as well as the 49ers. But it's honestly um, a great pleasure for me to, to be able to have someone like you who, who's been a longtime supporter of the podcast. You've been on uh, numerous times. I, I'm just happy to be able to have you back time and time again. So I, I seriously thank you for your time today. Yeah. Thank you as always, Jamie. Happy holidays. And, you know, well, you'll definitely be seeing me in the new year. All right. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. We appreciate your time and we'll be back soon.